Welcome to Breathe, Stories of the Voiceless, a crime fiction podcast. On this week's episode, Chapter One. The lives of Graham residents were forever changed when one of our most beloved went missing last spring. Adelaide Mitchell was the queen bee of our hallowed high school halls, and as you know, she smiled and charmed her way through anything, and batted her dark eyelashes when she didn't quite get her way. But, most impressive yet, was her impeccable transcript from Lady of the Lake, the most prestigious private school on the eastern coast of the state of Michigan. Addie, as many of us endearingly referred to her as, would go on to continue her mother's legacy at Yale, dating swim team captains and organizing the biggest charity events the board had ever seen, or so she planned. But her plans were cut short when on April 23rd, Adelaide Jo Mitchell, age 17, disappeared from Graham without a trace. She's left no note, no clue to where she could have gone, and after police got involved and still turned up with nothing, we've all began to speculate. We've started asking questions like, did she go into hiding? Was she kidnapped? Was she murdered? No one knows the answer, and still in October, it hasn't been solved. But I intend to find out what happened to Addie. Addie was a 4.0 student who, according to rumor, was as obsessed with Star Wars just as much as she was with shopping and new Louis Vuitton, so she wouldn't admit it. She usually hid her nerdy side from the rest of the world, probably found it too embarrassing or thought it would hurt her reputation, but I saw it once for a moment when we were working on a class project together for fourth period world history the day Addie disappeared. The discussion for the day was over Nazi Germany, and upon sight of the lightsaber printed pencil that I had found outside of the drafting room that day, she lowered her voice and said, If it helps, you can think of Hitler's rise to power very similar to Palpatine's. That's where Lucas got the idea from, you know. Palpatine's gradual rise, remember, to Chancellor mirrored Hitler's ascent from Chancellor to Dictator. I stared at her for a moment unsure of what to say or think, and she quickly looked away, eyes dropping to the floor, as she tucked her honey-colored hair behind her ear and bit her perfectly glossed lowered lip. Later that day, she would be spotted sitting on the table in the garden, a square patch of grass with some hydrangea plants and a small pond built into the center of school. As we know, but many of my listeners do not, usually only seniors are allowed to go out there during their lunch periods to eat. But an exception was made for Adelaide, a junior, since her father is a big benefactor of the school, and Joe Davis, Addie's senior boyfriend, is the chairman's nephew. That day, she never showed up to sixth period. According to security tapes that the police later recovered from the school board, Addie slipped out of school unnoticed, and that evidence spurred the suspicion that she left on her own, completely falling off the radar. The tape is a bit blurry but it's clear enough to see Addie walking out of the front doors and off school property alone. 
And a few minutes later, the tape looks just like any other normal day, with cars occasionally driving past Lady of the Lake as residents of Graham go on and run their various errands. So far, the trail had stopped there. The last place Adelaide was seen was walking off school property. There's no evidence that she'd gone home. No charges to her credit card. Her cell phone was turned off so it couldn't be traced. And her car was still in the school lot. If she really did choose to leave on her own, then one thing is clear. She doesn't want anyone to know where she went or why. Now, you know I had access to the school security tapes as well as the information regarding her lack of purchases and whatnot. So I presume you might be wondering who I am. But I'm going to have to save introductions for later in our story. An air of mystery can exist when you know exactly who you're dealing with. But I hope you'll trust in me enough to continue this venture as I grab a shovel and dig a little deeper into Adelaide's secrets. Now, about six months after her disappearance, rumors are flying. I can tell you that Felicity Majors, first chair oboist, claimed that she saw Adelaide in Montgomery, Alabama when she went to visit her extended family for Labor Day. According to Felicity, Addie was alive and well, and even had a new man on her arm. And knowing Addie, a man of high class with a pretty sizable wallet. Jack Brazen claimed he saw her and Graham walking a dog down McKinley Avenue one night wearing a black wig and large black sunglasses. According to Jack, those sunglasses hid much of the claimed Adelaide's face. Not to mention that it was near dusk. So his intel has quickly been deemed useless or falsified. But me? Well, I thought she was just bored. Adelaide has been known to go off on her own when her life proved to be too dull even for her. And we know that this wasn't her first runaway excursion, although it has by far been her longest, surpassing the previous record of three weeks that she spent in New York with an Upper East Side business lawyer's 22-year-old son named Sebastian. If my hunch is correct and it usually always is, this is just another one of her schemes to get attention, as if she doesn't already have enough. Although I suspect that Adelaide had gone off on a revised version of her trip to the Upper East Side, I'm not ruling out other possibilities. I've tried my hand at investigative journalism, going around asking family, community members, friends, police, anything that they might know about Adelaide's disappearance. Of course, they won't tell me anything because I haven't been the only one asking. Now, that may come as a surprise to some of you, but think about it. Adelaide Mitchell, the it girl of Graham, Michigan, gone missing, is juicy gossip, and no one wants to miss out on the opportunity to savor the victory of finding her. I mean, come on, this is a town that runs on farming. Nothing this interesting ever happens. Clearly, no one's ever gotten close to finding her. Not even me. Investigative journalism isn't going to cut it on its own. That's why I started this podcast in the first place, to enlist an army of PIs and spies. Mystery is a dish best served serialized, podcast by podcast. And I figured if anyone could help me find our reigning queen, then it would be those that fell under her rule. You. So what do you say, Lakers? Don't start pining after overpriced Halloween candy yet. Help me find Adelaide, and you'll be in for an even tastier treat. Rumor has it that Adelaide's boyfriend, Joe Davis, was cheating on our queen bee with Sasha Holland, a tall blonde from Serenity Heights. If you have intel on Adelaide, and a vendetta for Joe, then I may be able to give you just the thing to bring him down. Well, don't you all work fast. I have here a source that claims that Adelaide was spotted at a Serenity Heights party the same night she disappeared, and by the looks of this email, there's a picture to prove it. 
If only you guys could see this. Adelaide is photographed with Chris Cage, local bad boy who hides behind a row of glittering teeth, practice charm, and the typical preparatory boy facade. I can tell you she looks to be a bit nervous, and I see that he's holding her hand. She's looking over her shoulder, and her brow is furrowed. I'm wondering if maybe she was looking for Joe Davis, or maybe she was scared that he was looking for her. Unfortunately, for my source though, this picture is also one that I've already seen and had time to investigate. In my digging at the police station, it turned up with nothing. But a rogue off-duty cop, who will remain nameless, came to me with the photo and an even more compelling explanation. This badge-turned-bandit gave me some information after a little of the right persuasion and revealed that a very reliable source came to the station with the photo, claiming to be the one who took it. This source says that everything was a setup, that the photo was staged to make it look like Adelaide had heard about Joe cheating on her and was just trying to get back at him. Who better to do that with than Chris Cage, the total opposite of Joe, but still considered extremely attractive in his own right. There was no intent for anything to happen to Adelaide. I want to make that clear. No intent for anything to happen to Addie. So when she wasn't heard from after that night, the source felt it was only right to come forward. At the time that this source came forward, the police were being pressured by Adelaide's parents to find answers. So they were pretty desperate for anything about Adelaide. And as a reward for the source's compliance with the investigation, said source was free to go. Now, the photo may not seem to lead to anything to do with Adelaide's disappearance, but I did a little digging myself. And I have to thank the rogue cop and the source for both of their discretions and for putting me on the scent of Chris Cage. So I decided to do some homework. Chris Cage may be all flipped blonde hair and sparkling blue eyes, but those eyes hide some pretty deep secrets. Thanks to some acquaintances that I acquired, I was able to trace some pretty high-profile drug dealings back to Chris Cage, He's been supplying to various buyers in the state of Michigan and even has some loyal customers in the Chicagoland area. That may not come as a huge shock to you since most of us at Lady of the Lake know that Chris is the most profited marijuana dealer in school. But what might electrify you is that these high profile clients of his aren't just buying weed, but are paying a bit more for something a bit harder. One of my enlisted spies caught videography of Chris settling a deal with an investment banker who was looking for a nice pick-me-up. That leads to wonder, was Adelaide in on these schemes? The photo from the party shows Chris and Adelaide holding hands. So it leads us to wonder if she had become his middleman, making deliveries for him for a cut of the profit. If she got spooked, then that would explain why she left town. But there's an even more sinister thought bouncing around in my head. What if instead of Adelaide being Chris's middleman, Chris was actually working for Adelaide?
Hey guys, I am McKenna Harbaugh and I am the writer and voice of the podcast Breathe. This is a five-part school project, so stick around. In my episode five, we will know exactly what happened to Adelaide. Thanks for listening.